0: are on. We're on. Hello, We're world. Hi, world. How are you? <laughs> are you okay? I'm good, doing good. Are you really okay? You look tired. You do look. <laughs> <good>. No
1: offense. <laughs> We're all tired, though, so it's okay. We definitely are. How are you? Oh, well, first of all, welcome to this installment of Boss Bitch's Lost Boss
0: Bitch. It's going to be... I think we... Whatever. I'm not going to contextualize it because who knows where it's going to go why even take the trouble Rebecca stop talking (laughs) (laughs) and don't don't stop talking though because it'll be really awkward if it's just she's
1: in the room but she's not saying anything that would be very weird that'd be very weird how are you doing Lindsay um I'm doing well uh the world is still shit but I feel like there is some upswing with like the the Parkland students in the March for Our Lives. Agreed, agreed. Being very inspirational and mm-hmm. giving me hope for the future. But the turds, the, the NRA and all those mm. lovely, lovely people who uh, are just big old turds. They're fucking awful. Die out yes, already. <laughs> please. If the baby boomers hadn't had so many kids, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be in this freaking. Wait, no, they are baby boomers. Yes. We're the baby... Wait.
0: No, baby boomers are our parents.
1: Baby boomers are our parents. Post-war. Right. So it's the greatest generation who had the baby boomers, right? Yes. Okay.
0: And then and there's, there's us. And there's us. And it's like downhill from there. Yeah. Although, although, so I've been uh, unemployed for a week. Mm-hmm. But I've been, I also have been back to uh, tutoring uh, Korean teenagers, which is nice. and you know, what I do intermittently. Which, again, it's like I've been doing it since I was 23. So it's like hey, what's up with your career? I don't know.
1: <laughs> hey, but <laughs> fill in young minds. That's and that's right. good. That's
0: right. Really just molding them. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because they're all... I tutor in a f- like fairly conservative area. Okay, And all of these Korean teens, they are the kids of immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, very religious. Um, very driven. But they're all like so anti-gun. Good. They, they all vape also, which I'm like, don't tell me that. Um, all... all Teens vague All teens I've vague I've realized Yeah, yeah. And it, and they were like Not talking about it And they were And then they were like Giggling about it And I was like I'm one of you <laughs> And they're like They're like What are you 24 Oh But they said it with disgust Oh <laughs> <laughs> I can't even have that Come on They think they 20 20- <laughs> How old are these kids They're like um, 15, 16 Okay years old I
1: guess 24 was very old For mm-hmm. me when I was 15, 16 too Yeah yeah, like um, I remember
0: being in middle school and having like twenty four year old teachers, um, but I couldn't even relish the their horrible age. I know uh, judgment because they thought that was gross. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, I'm not twenty four. I'm twenty three oh, oh, next year. So yeah, <laughs> like me, like
1: me, you guys. Twenty four <laughs> did feel like the first year that I was like,
0: oh. I'm an adult now. <laughs> oh my God. But I wasn't. I no, was very far I from we an adult. we were both drinking at the IO bar a lot at 24. For sure. <laughs> that was my hobby. Yeah, that was it. Just like run up those credit cards. What? I'm going to get iOS. paid. Ooh. I have to work at 6 a.m., but I'm here at 1 a.m. No know, big deal. Not at all. Oh my God. Thank God we don't do that anymore. Well,
1: we can't because it's can't. closed. We literally can't <laughs> do that
0: anymore, but it's good. And, you know. And my yeah.
1: body feels like... um. It feels like a shell, mm-hmm. like a, a dried out crumbling shell when mm-hmm. I drink too
0: much now. Yeah, it, it's true. It's very hard to feel like a human the next day. Although yeah. okay, I was looking, I got an ad. Uh, something was advertised to me on Instagram and they're very good at what they do. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have an Instagram story <laughs> after this. So okay. continue. <laughs> good. But they um, advertised a something. First of all, they got me into two pronged. Mm-hmm. One, it was a pill that you take while you're drinking so you don't get hung over okay Great, right second it's a shark tank product <laughs> so they know you what the fuck instagram Seriously? get out of my head what was the shark tank product was it the the hair rollers it was no it was like the it was one it was a oh, recovery. They were got in it one. yeah but it was it's called like recovery it was something like that and it's of course like grotesquely expensive i also didn't realize Where's that the sony it? lot has a shark tank store are you serious? It's all Shark Tank
1: shit. We have to go we there. We have to go. We, one of us needs to get a job on the Sony a lot. So yeah. No shop or there. somehow get
0: a drive on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we we could definitely get a drive on, I feel. Let's do it. Let's okay. go.
0: Plans. Okay. Well, what's your Instagram advertising So story? I was visiting.
1: That's what we say in the Midwest. I realized that that's a very Midwestern thing. We yep. were visiting. Yeah. I went to, as like, we had to... I had a visit as opposed to, like, hang out or chatting oh, or whatever. Yeah. We always sense. say I was like, "Oh, I was visiting with my mom or I was visiting with my aunt." Yeah. But I was visiting with my sister-in-law I mean, this past I week that that was like a Midwest according movie. to my husband, but he's such an East Coaster that Yeah, he's like, "Why did
0: you bring a bag?"
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like very funny.
1: Yes. <laughs> um so I was visiting with my my um sister-in-law last week mm-hmm. and she is currently uh, she was she's really into probiotics and mm-hmm. we were talking about probiotics and like probies. gut health. Just That's what they call them, right? Those you, you <laughs> in those probies. That's right.
0: How you probate.
1: <laughs> How your probes. <laughs> um and I never talk about probiotics. I never. Know where
0: this is going and I don't like it. Again.
1: Get on Instagram on my fucking way home. On my way home. Guess what's there? What the An fuck? An ad for motherfucking probiotics. What the fuck? fuck yeah i hate that that makes me really uncomfortable it's so creepy just some probes just some
0: fucking probing into
1: my life for some probes i hate that i I do do too
0: i used to make fun of people who put a tape on their video camera (gasps) same i was like what what are you
1: even trying to fucking hide yeah
0: it's like okay the government (laughs) it's like no No. it's real yeah why did i make fun of those people i shamed those people same i'm all taped up now (laughs) oh my god i gotta tape up
1: (laughs) i I taped up look (laughs) at this sorry it's red painter's tape. Fuck, I gotta do that. It's real legit.
0: Ugh. Actually, I think Can it's Can we do that on a phone too? Do we have to do I mean, after this? <laughs> I don't do it on my phone, but. Because we need those things on our phone. I know. All the time. It's nowhere <laughs> safe. Everybody oh. hide. Go God to a cave. Damn. Yeah, but download our podcast first. Yes. Uh, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's on your phone because you might not have reception in the cave. Mm -hmm. If you have subscribed, great. You're going to have a lot of fun in the cave. Yeah. The cave Mm -hmm. will be great. It's going to be wonderful. Thanks for listening. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So uh,
1: we're going to talk about some lost boss bitches. We are. We are. This is the episode where we chat about
0: ladies that maybe we don't chat about enough. I agree. You know? I think we should chat all day long about them.
1: All these ladies that have done some historical things. Uh
0: It's interesting, too, because people ask me... Cause I talk about the podcast um, cause I'm always working <laughs> um, and they're like, Oh, what are your favorite? Like some, what are some of your favorite women from history? And now I can like list a bunch cause yeah. we've done a bunch. And I'm like, Oh, I'm learning too. I know We're all learning. Yeah. Every day. Oh, it's inspiring. It is. Until our world. Crumbles. <laughs> Until we all explode we, and it yeah. doesn't, nothing matters, mm-hmm. but right now it does. It does matter. So do you want to go first or should I, uh,
1: you know what? I'll go first. So my lost boss bitch this week was inspired by the Parkland students <gasps> who are standing Mine was up too. Yay, fighting the man. Great. Um, this is a, a sad, hopefully this is not the direction that these protests are going into, but you know what? It's good to learn what happens in the past. Mm-hmm. And so my lady is Sophie Scholl. Um, She was a German student, an anti-Nazi political activist, nice with the White Rose nonviolent resistance group.
0: Yeah, are you familiar with White Rose? Yes, but only after Trump was elected. I think there was a lot of discussion about it. Yes. So let's um, dive in there. Yeah, and it's not anything to do with the Hunger Games, right? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was my Hunger Games. Like, (laughs) see, Lindsay, her fingers up. Uh (laughs) Kiss my fingers, hold (laughs) them up.
1: Um, So Scholl was the daughter of Magdalena, which is a name that I fuck love it is it's great it
0: and, feels like you're made of porcelain right that. just very dainty
1: yeah. um and liberal politician and ardent nazi critic robert scholl uh he was the mayor of her hometown of Forstenberg. wait yeah Forstenberg am cocker nice <laughs> listen i know i butchered names all the no, time i feel like
0: we're both getting better at that too
1: i think so you know what? Every day we'd be learning. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, it's in northern Baden-Württemberg when uh, uh, that's where they were living when Scholl was born and what he was mayor of that town when she was born. She was the fourth of six children. I could list them off, but I'm not going to because we're we talking about time. her. Yeah. Um, we will talk about her brother Hans as well. Um, he was number two. Uh, of the six children. Anyway, so in 1932, Scholl started to attend the secondary school for girls, um, and then at the age of 12, she chose to join the Boon Deutscher Mädel. Mädel, mm, as no, one does. Boon Deutscher Mädel, mm-hmm. which is the League of Girls. I could Boon have just Boon said Deutcher that. Medel. <laughs> it's Boon my hit. Boon Deutscher Mädel. It's a new pop hit. <laughs> I'm gonna hit your your ear hole soon, guys. Just it just did, actually. Yeah,
0: you're welcome.
1: Um, so her initial enthusiasm for school gradually gave way to criticism because she's a critical thinker, which Mm. I feel like a lot of people, am I, am I dinging? That's me. I'm going to (laughs) put this on airplane mode. Sorry guys. I'm just super popular. Um, Mm, it's true. (laughs) Super pops. So her enthusiasm gave way to criticism. um, And that came from her awareness of the dissenting political views of her father, friends, and some teachers. Um, So her brother Hans used to participate in the Hitler Youth Program, but then he became disillusioned with the Nazi Party, right along with his family. Um, so in spring of 1940, she graduated from secondary school, which was the girl's school that I butchered earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subject of her essay of graduation was the hand that moved the cradle moved the world. Wow, Yeah. Is that
0: hand that rocks the cradle? I
1: think it may have been. Damn. She's a deep thinker. I love
0: it. Love that movie
1: and she nearly didn't graduate because she lost interest in, in any desire to participate in classes because they had largely become Nazi indoctrination.
0: Yeah, fuck Good yeah. Good for I you. I love that shit. Me
1: too. So she started teaching as a kindergarten teacher at the Froebel Institute in Ulm, all these places I definitely knew before reading these are the all sexiest this. names. They really like, are. I yeah. The German language is pure sex. Exactly. so she'd chosen that job hoping that it would be recognized as an alternative service to the national labor service which is (laughs) reicher that was just (laughs) offensive i'm so sorry oh
0: my god i'm so (laughs)
1: it's
0: amazing
1: which in germany at the time was a prerequisite to being admitted to university Mm -hmm. um but it didn't work out so she in 1941 she had to do a six-month stint Um, at the Auxiliary War Service as a nursery teacher. Who knew Mm -hmm. that there was that? Oh, man. But that was in Bloomberg. That I can actually pronounce. So anyway, Mm -hmm. after her six-month stint in the National Labor Service, in May 1942, she enrolled at the University of Munich. um, And she studied biology and philosophy, Mm -hmm. as you do. And her brother Hans, who I had mentioned earlier, um, was studying medicine there. He introduced her to his friends which will ultimately kind of snowball into becoming the White Rose resistance. But the group of friends at first um, weren't sharing political views. They were drawn together by their shared love of art, music, literature, philosophy, and theology.
0: That's a lot of shit in common. It's a lot of That's shit a in lot common. To talk about. It is.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, let's all talk about philosophy and theology, shall we? Yes. I can't read Carl Jung for more than like two <laughs> seconds before I fall asleep. <laughs> So, um, also they liked hiking in the mountains, skiing and swimming. Yeah. They were were of importance to them. (laughs) So, um. Just wonder children. Very, very much the Mm Wunderkin. Uh, so she met all these artists, writers and philosophers, um and they questioned
0: uh wait sorry that's okay i love how this is not how any like conservatives meet up too i know like, how about liberal thinkers meet up around artists and people who have cool ideas and who have a thirst for not you never hear that no and then like alt-right is created
1: <laughs> i feel like the alt-right is always around well you did this to
0: me and right. i am Angry. Right? Are you taking away stuff that I think was mine to begin that with? That is mine. Oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: damn it. Um, isn't that interesting? It's yeah. just like we really like skiing and hiking and art and philosophy, so that's why we're friends. Yeah. Well, I just shotgunned a beer. Yeah. And I saw that guy that wasn't white looking at me funny. Right. So let's <laughs> get
0: together and destroy something. Yeah. yeah. We'll light this on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very true. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh So, blah, 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 blah. She was at the University of Munich. She made all these friends. um, And she eventually found out of uh, the White Rose because uh, she found a pamphlet at the university. Mm -hmm. She realized later on that her brother helped author the pamphlet and, uh, that's how she started at it. Um, but Hans, her brother did not want
0: her to be a part of it. Oh, because you it's know, be a great film. This would be like a, an act break. I uh, absolutely, you She's know, it's like my brother, Hans, Hans, Hans. who wrote this, Hans Hans, wrote you this. Did it. <laughs> I recognize your doodle. Oh my God. <laughs> just the bottom of my Hans. Right. She's <laughs> just, just like, wait a minute. You're Hans? That's my brother's name. That's crazy. Could it be? What
1: is it? Hans, can I be a white rose too? <laughs> no. But really, can I? All right. I'll prove it. And he'll be like, I'd like to see you try. And she's and like, she okay, did. here I am. <laughs> um. So... He did not want her to be aware of their activities, but once she discovered them, she joined him and proved valuable to the group because, as a woman, her chances mm-hmm. of being re-
0: randomly stopped by the SS were much smaller. Gotcha. Because women be weak, y'all, right? Like not a threat. Mm- Ugh. Ugh. Well, you can't possibly <laughs> no. have thoughts and actions or desires.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we've established that they called themselves the White Rose, and they instructed Germans to passively resist the Nazi government. Mm-hmm. Um, They used both biblical and philosophical support for intellectual argument of resistance. Cool. They were playing to their audience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So she also, um, she worked to help write it, um, but she also helped copy, distribute, and mail pamphlets while also managing the group's finances. So she was good with the books, too.
0: Damn.
1: What couldn't she do? Seriously. Mm -hmm. She was a well-rounded individual. Mm -hmm. So um, she and the rest of The White Rose... Uh, people, which I'll say now were Hans Scholl, her brother, Willie Graf, Christoph Probst, and Alexander Schmorell. Mm-hmm. They were all arrested for distributing the sixth leaflet at the university on February 18th, 1943. Um, and in the People's Court before Judge Roland Freisler on February 22nd, Scholl was recorded as saying these words. Somebody, after all, had to make a start. What we wrote and said is also believed by many others. They just don't dare express themselves as we did. Mm. Um, that was the only testimony that they were allowed to give. <laughs> that was okay. their defense. Wow. Um, so on February 22nd, uh, Hans, Christoph, um, they were found guilty and condemned to death, and they were beheaded by guillotine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Mm. Uh, oh, she was, oh yeah, only a few hours after they were sentenced, so all of them were beheaded. Mm-hmm. um and her last words were, "How can we expect righteousness to prevail when there is hardly anyone willing to give himself up individually to a righteous cause? Mm-hmm. Such a fine, sunny day, and I have to go, but what does my death matter if through the if through us thousands of people are awakened and stirred to action?
0: So noble, yeah, I mean guess she was like twenty. She was 23, I think. God damn it. Yeah. She was 21. Cool. Twenty one. Yeah, again, I was shotgunning Everclear at this point in my yes. life. Um, didn't meet a jello shot I didn't like. Nope, and was <laughs> bragging about it. <laughs> she um, was giving herself up to anti-fascist cause. Yeah. Uh,
1: so following her death, the Sixth Leaflet, which is what they were arrested for, uh, was smuggled out of Germany through Scandinavia to the U.K., by German jurist Helmut James Grof von Moltke. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, And it was used by the Allied forces. And in mid-1943, they dropped over Germany millions of propaganda copies of the tract, now retitled The Manifesto of the Students of Munich.
0: Whoa. So their
1: death caused it to spread even more. And she was a motherfucking boss bitch. Yeah, she was. She was right. She was totally right. And, Uh you know, she
0: didn't live to see it, but, you know,
1: they won. They won. They won.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I hope. hope. We have a long... Uh, long his, history is long. Yes. <laughs> I guess. It so, keeps going. You know, That's the thing with it. history. Yep. It's always happening. Whoa, it's always happening. Always happening. Day to day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Sophie Scholl, y'all. White Rose Amazing. Resistance. Keep it close to your heart. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, <laughs> my boss bitch also inspired by... Um, a lot of the gun protestation... Well, okay. It was more inspired by, like, gun control, gun mm-hmm. politics that are happening right now. But I I, tr- I tried to find a woman who helped found the NRA, mm-hmm. and I surprisingly could not. Oh, clutch my pearls. There was no <laughs> lady that helped found it? No. Weird. I know, right? I'm like, wow, this happened without any woman's input? Huh. How? How? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Anyway... But uh, instead, I have uh, here for your review, (laughs) Sarah Lockwood Winchester of the Winchester Mansion. Oh. Who, again, kind of uh, cursed, rich... um, haunted who knows i'll let you decide okay i can't wait (laughs) i know um so she was born sarah lockwood party the daughter of leonard party and his wife sarah burns around 1840 around 1840 because like at that point it's like dates are hard back then yeah it's like who knows we don't need to know when our baby we don't need to write stuff down yeah who really is gonna care about that later true Mm -hmm. she was born (laughs) in new haven connecticut blough fuck connecticut on september 30th 1862 wait can we back up? Why do we, I forget, why do we hate Connecticut? No, Connecticut's, I mean. Does Connecticut, Connecticut, does it suck? Connecticut. I don't know if I've ever been there. Uh, I've been there a lot because my ex is from there. Oh, (laughs) fuck Connecticut. (laughs) Fuck Connecticut. Sorry, Um, sorry if you're from Connecticut. I did like the movie The Witch though. That was set in Connecticut. I didn't Um, see it. I will watch it It's very beautiful and there is some cool haunted shit, but also like y'all are waspy as hell, um. Yeah, anyway. I could see that, right? It's like very like, like Trumpy kind of oh y okay. okay, yeah. No, um, not into I know. it. I know. Well, anyway, I know I'm getting nervous because I'm like, who's listening to this? <laughs> the mayor of Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer is no. Um, no, definitely not. Anyway, so she married William Wirt Winchester, the only son of Oliver Winchester, the owner of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Um, a.k.a. the makers of the Winchester Rifle, mm-hmm. which was the most popular rifle at the time. Uh, they were married in 1862 and had one daughter, Annie Party Winchester. Annie Party Winchester. Annie Party. <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> yeah. Who got to see her mom essentially devolve into a crazy person. <laughs> awesome. So they had no more children. It was just this daughter. Um, so her, her father-in-law died, and then a year later her husband died, and she inherited... $20 million. Holy shit. Yeah. Which was the equivalent to more than 5 billion dollars? million dollars in 2017. Jesus so Christ. Can you like, imagine that kind of money? N- no. I would Scrooge McDuck every night. Yeah. And that's kind of what she did. You know? <laughs> um, so she also received 50% ownership of the Winchester Company um, and an income of a $1,000 a day, which was like almost 25, more than $25,000 a day. day yeah in our time in our time money so she just was like now you're very rich and very powerful um but again like she was one of those people she didn't have a lot of experience doing any of this managing money managing a business she re- literally was just like kind of like a trophy wife type of a character and now mm-hmm. she had all of this stuff but she was also like very spiritual and very superstitious oh so we would probably be friends with her <laughs> yeah definitely just <laughs> a very short too she was like like four nine or four wow. ten yeah she's teeny i would put my arm around teeny her shoulders and be like this is my little friend mm-hmm. so she got all the stuff and she immediately like felt the pressure um so according to the legends around her she felt that her family was cursed and sought spiritualists to determine what she should do. A Boston medium, Adam Coons, believed to be a psychic, mm-hmm. <laughs> allegedly said that the Winchester family was indeed cursed by the spirits of all the people who had been killed by the Winchester Rifle. Oh, I mean, no that's pressure. a good theory. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, he's like, yeah, it's, it feels like if someone's going to tell you a curse, like, that's obviously what it would be. You made a death weapon. Mm-hmm. Killed a lot of people. Yeah. Those people are mad. Yeah. Um. So again, she, she had no experience of any of this, so she obviously got very freaked out especially believing in all of this mm-hmm. and so the spiritualist said that she should move west to build a house for herself and the spirits and that's the only way that she could keep the curse from being passed on or being like or succumb to the curse okay so, yeah the medium is claimed to have told her that if construction of the house ever stopped she would join her husband and infant daughter um she had a daughter sorry did wait mention? did her daughter die um yeah sorry <gasps> oh. I, God, I love that um I left that out. Uh she, yeah, she was born on June 15th, 1866 and died on July 25th, 1866. So she oh, was very so young. Oh, so yeah. Sorry. Um that would definitely make me feel like I was part cursed too. that I left out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Listen. We, Sorry. <laughs> we established that we are always ready and also
0: kind uh-huh. of never ready exactly. for these. Exactly. Um so I don't know if that changes things for anybody, it does for me. Um <laughs> 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 I kind of... Anyway, so... Uh, uh, yeah, so Sarah's biographer found no evidence to support these claims um, and she likely did not move out west because a medium told her to. Um, but she did move out uh, with her sister and her niece, and purchase an eight room farmhouse from a guy named John Ham. Not the John Ham. Relax. Are you sure relax. he might relax. just be relax. immortal? <laughs>
1: wow, what if he is? He should have changed his name if he is indeed immortal.
0: It, the biographer did say it was a alarmingly handsome man with a proclivity for alcohol. Well, then it's the <laughs> same person. <laughs> so we are making history. We are discovering shit, oh, guys. You heard it here first. Here we are. So anyway, for some reason, she moved out to San Jose, which was now just farmland, um, or at this point was just farmland. Mm-hmm. She began immediately spending her inheritance by renovating and adding more rooms to that. So it's like, I don't believe this. I'm just moving out to do this, get some fresh air. It's like, get this renovation started.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, she's kind of doing a little halfsies because he told her to build a new house, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. I bought mm-hmm. a house that already exists, and
0: now I'm going to change it completely. Yeah. Exactly Um, So she's like "Uh," uh, So she began spending Adding more rooms The work continued 24 hours a day 7 days a week 365 days a year For the next 38 years Holy What? Yeah So she was like And I don't know If you've been to The Winchester Mansion I have not It is ridiculous Like it is like her and the stories about her. And this is kind of like where her boss bitchiness happened. Mm-hmm. Against everybody who told her anything, she was like, We are continuing this. She would build it. She built, the, there's tiny steps over because she was very small. Mm-hmm. So there's like little munchkin steps and they're just like winding staircases. It's insane. I want to go. Yeah. There's a lot of teenage docents who are also very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aubrey will show you around. <laughs> hey guys, so like, wait a second! I've got to vape for a second. Exactly. Um, so uh, she kept on going. Um, so really, like continually, like some people are like. Well, maybe for brief periods it stopped. Okay, um, it
1: still was a pretty consistent thing for 38 years. 38 years,
0: even after the 1906 earthquake, it continued. Um, according to proprietors of the house, she was fascinated with the number 13 and worked the number into the house in many places, which is true. There are 13 bathrooms. Many windows have 13 panes. Chandeliers have 13 candles. Um, there's a ton of, yeah, like the stained glass is incredible. And there's like 13s that like, you can see like 13 birds. Oh my God. So she like uh, would keep this shit going. She designed everything. She was a control freak about it. Um, I feel like I'm looking into my past and my future. Right. (laughs) right? (laughs) um, uh anyway so she kept on working and she would like r- really like torture the people that worked on it and mm-hmm. a lot like she was such a perfectionist she wanted certain things she would re she would have them build she'd have like tiffany glass windows and then she would have them break them all and like take down a whole wing and start it over so wow. it was like continually working and this is like her money was just you know like she was hemorrhaging money and it was all going into this um and it was all to just stay
1: alive because the, the medium was just like, if you if it stops, then you
0: die too. Yeah, you'll meet them. You'll meet your fam. I feel like at some point I'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the amount of paranoia that would um, happen? seriously um, Speaking of which, after the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, she was trapped in one of her bedrooms for several hours. Um, when she got out, she told the construction crews to stop working on the nearly completed front part of the house and to board it up, leaving much of the extensive er- earthquake quake damage unrepaired again according to legends she thought the spirits were angry with her because she was spending too much time decorating and working on the front rooms oh my god you gotta get the whole house seriously you gotta pay attention to the back rooms too (laughs) Um, feng shui jesus so construction resumed on new additions and modeling other parts of the structure Uh, her full-time address from the earthquake until her death was in atherton california so she didn't even live there most of the time she would like come back and forth
1: um, well, I wouldn't again, want to
0: live in a construction zone either. Right. But it's like, okay, but it's also like the medium said, like it's supposed to be your house. Right. Does that count? Does that qualify? And if not, maybe you did all of this for nothing. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Um, constant construction and the lack of um, any plan at all resulted in a large, complicated house. The house features doors that open into walls, a staircase that leads to nowhere. Again, the 13 stuff. Um, windows that look out onto walls. Uh, and it's crazy and unusual um and there are a couple theories as to why like she didn't go by any plan at all um the first is that she built the house to confuse the ghosts of those killed (laughs) by winchester rifles the second a little less popular one uh theory is that when she was is that while she was an exceedingly wealthy woman and could build her house any way she wanted she had no architectural training and some of the oddities are just like design error which again like it's interesting that that's the less popular right. <laughs> one. That feels... And it um, feels more a on... A little on track yeah. what we've been talking about.
1: No, no, it's to confuse mm-hmm. the spirits. Exactly. I'm looking at uh, an aerial view of it now.
0: It's so big. It's huge and spooky. It's so big and spooky. I yeah. love it. So after um, the earthquake, she didn't repair the damage to the house. She just kept building. Um, and, and then uh, when she died... In 1922, the house was sold and transformed into a tourist attraction. That's where I saw it. As it should be. Right? Bought a pin. Bought some rock candy. <laughs> um, but uh, she died in her sleep of heart failure in 1922. And she's in the cemetery out there. Um, but she... Oh, no, wait. Sorry. She was in a cemetery and then her remains were transferred to be with her sister's remains back in Connecticut. Connecticut. <laughs> mm-hmm she was buried next to her husband and their infant child in Evergreen Cemetery and she left a will uh surprise surprise written in 13 sections oh did <laughs> she have any money left <laughs> she did she did she had um a lot of money left and uh the house was auctioned um again to uh, to become a tourist attraction mm-hmm. anyway she yeah she had 13 she Left a will written in 13 sections, which she signed 13 times. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Um, a little kooky. Yeah. So, sorry. And then the house went to her niece, and then she auctioned it off to become a tourist attraction. Okay. Um. But, yeah, she is a huge, uh, a huge um, person in that, in Palo Alto. It's, again, because it's now so tech-driven and mm-hmm. stuff. It's interesting. Like, the house is just, like, right by all these, like, crazy, wealthy companies. It mm-hmm. just remains... As it should. It's Keeping so, ghosts confused. Listen, something has to keep the ghosts
1: confused. And I'm not saying that the, the medium was onto something, but she didn't die until she was old. Yeah. So
0: the medium may have to been that. onto
1: something. Right. Wow. Um, Rebecca, are you going to get married at the Winchester Mystery House? Because I you feel find like... Find the room the bride's in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's on
0: brand for sure. That is on brand, but... Um... Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, it's one day that in or the spy themed bar that's in my hometown. So oh well, Get either way you can't novelty. go wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, classy! I love it. I w- I want to go visit this house now. Yeah, so it's, badly. It's pretty incredible and very spooky, Um and very claustrophobic, as you would imagine. Like yeah, very claustrophobic because it is like very. If there's any architectural style, it's like Victorian hellscape. I think would be the And you know,
1: Victorian is already pretty a pretty claustrophobic way of designing anyway. Yeah. You add hellscape to it and you're like <laughs> yeah,
0: you're you're in. You're, you're definitely
1: in. in there. Yeah. And
0: well, and awesome. stuff is still like falling off of it when I was there maybe had seven or eight years ago Oof. Uh, You had to wear A construction hat Because they were like Well who knows What's going to happen And everyone's like Okay The ghosts get really Confused guys <laughs> they get Confused They are going to Throw Keep something your at your head Protected <laughs> um, Well awesome mm-hmm. At so- least someone's Tortured by gun use Yeah
1: it just happened to be the the mm-hmm. lady. I know. At least the one adult is,
0: an, is somewhat affected by gun use in this country. Exactly. Mm. Hey, gun toters, go visit the Winchester Mystery House and maybe catch a spook. Yeah, exactly. Maybe visit a medium who might tell you mm-hmm. what's what.
1: Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that was that was this episode of Lost Boss Bitch, guys. That was this episode. It was. <laughs> 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 We're never going to deny that no. it was
0: this episode. Uh, we're going to always be honest with you And yes. say that that was an episode We just did it <laughs>
1: we did. It's complete um, And ready for your ears Yeah, ready for ear consumption mm-hmm. uh, Our next interview is
0: uh, uh, Who is do we Rachel have? Yes, size. yes Yes, Rachel Cyrus is a buyer, costume fabricator. She is all about wardrobe, baby, and mm-hmm. you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it because we loved it, mm-hmm.
1: and we have a similar tastes. Yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> so tune in next week, and um, we'll be back at ya. That's right. Bye. Bye. Lost Boss Bitch is hosted by me, Lindsay Harbert Silberman. And me, Rebecca Weed. We're produced by Sammy Humio, and our music is by Chiffon Miss featuring Cassandra
0: Violet. You can find the podcast at BossBitchPodcast.com. That's where you're listening on iTunes. Instagram is BossBitchPodcast. Twitter is BossB Podcast. Facebook is BossB Podcast as well. Thanks for listening.